0: Soon as you accept Jesus Christ in your life, you become a follower of Jesus, which means that you are beginning to learn. And that means that you are a disciple. Amen. Amen. A disciple. And so um, let's go to uh, the next slide. We're going to talk about what's the understanding for today that we are disciples being made free by the truth. The word of God. All right. That's transformation. All right. So as disciples, we want to understand today that we are being made free by the truth which is the word of God. So it's a transformation that's happening. All right. Disabilities in life will hinder us from truth in order to keep us from making disciples. We're going to go over that. How disabilities can come up in our life will hinder us from the truth in order so we can stop us from making disciples. After disabilities are given up, we will find ourselves being compassionate, spiritually uh, sensitive. Amen. Amen. So then uh, now when we look at our disabilities and we get those things shaded off of us, now we're able to be compassionate and have a spiritual sensitivity on what's around us and, 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 and knowing our authority that we have here on earth. Amen. And the last thing we're going to look over is being able to explain our truth in love. You should be able to explain why you saved. You should be able to explain why Jesus and nothing else. You should be able to explain this. Amen. Amen. And so we want to go over that. Amen. Amen. So let's go to the next scripture. The scripture, the main scripture of this is Matthew 28, 18, and 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them. Let's read this together. Y'all ready to read this together? Let's read this together. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. God has called us to be disciples. God has called us and commanded us to go forth and make disciples. And not only that, he said, not only that, are you going to call and go and make disciples, but all that authority that I had, that I was walking with, you got it too. All that power, all the authority that I had over the heavens and over the earth. You're not walking in this thing alone. I'm right with you to help you make disciples, to help you overcome your addictions and your fears to help you become what I've called you to be amen Amen. what I created you for all right so the thing is saints if you are a disciple you need to reproduce yourself you need to reproduce yourself because you're reproducing Jesus Christ When you're talking to and reproducing yourself, all this teaching is for us to learn to apply and teach others. Amen. Amen. It's for us to get it in, get it in, get it in, study and seek his face. Anybody, everybody get it in this week. Did you get it in? Amen. Study and seek him, seek his face, talk to him, pray. Amen. Amen. And as you do that, you're, you're, you're uh, allowing Jesus to teach you. And so now that you're teachable and you're learning, now you can teach it to your children. Now you can teach it to your coworkers by the way you live your lifestyle. Amen. Amen. And so it's important that we get it in and that we understand. And so that we can teach it and reproduce ourselves that's living after Christ. So the new Testament Greek defines the word disciple as learner pupil. Amen. Amen. It kind of tripped me out. I was watching some kind of uh, movie. Uh, I think it was called it Man, Ip Man. He's some kind of karate dude that supposedly trained Bruce Lee or whatever. And so it was in Japanese, and I was, you know, reading the writing. And the kids in China, I believe it was China, they call their father master. They call their father master. And the, kid, and the father calls their son disciple. He's, and, and I was reading, I was like, wow. And so the son uh, uh, will call their uh, father master and they will call their son, their pupil learner, which is a disciple. And so it just shows the importance of how we need to teach our family and teach our children who what their identity is and who they are. If you have grandchildren, you need to begin to pour into them and teach them what Christ has done in your life. You are a disciple. Know who you are. Amen. You are learning to be more like Jesus as a disciple as who we are. We are learning to be more like Jesus. As we he is our master and as we come to him as master, we're saying master, teach me your ways. Teach me how you think. Teach me how you roll. Teach me how you go. Amen. So I can be uh uh, uh so when I grow in this thing, I can teach others how to live as Christ live. Amen. So you're learning more to be like him. Just say more of Jesus, more, of Jesus. more of Jesus. Let's go to the next scripture. In 2 Corinthians three and 18, it says, but we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the spirit of the Lord. The word of God is telling us with unveiled faces, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. We're being transformed, saints. You're being transformed. I'm being transformed. Every day we get into the word of God, we get into the truth. We Last, last time I spoke... the Bible says the truth will make us free so as we're reading the word of God and as we're getting in seeking his face and as we're doing this thing we're being transformed and our image is changing from glory to glory people will see you and say brother you don't do the same things you used to do sister you don't do and say the same things you used to say why what has changed about you it's because I'm going from glory to glory the spirit of the Lord is upon my life and He's changing my life and he's transforming my life no I might not be perfect but people will see the transformation people should see the change that has happened because it started here in the inside and you want it so bad and because you want it so bad you're going to start seeing things happen on the outside so stop judging people if you don't see a total transformation as soon as they come up here and get saved because the Lord is saying I'm going to take them from glory to glory they might be just at glory right now, but give them some time so they can reach glory to glory to glory. Amen. 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 Transforming to the image. You know what? It's like this. We have come to Christ with our morning face. Y'all know about the morning face, right? I'm sure. You wake up. Your face be all messed up, frowned up, crust in your eyes barely open up your eyes you look terrible amen we do we look ter- we don't we don't just we don't just get up and walk out the door and leave for work man cousin eye faith ladies gotta they gotta put some makeup on amen <laughs> we come to god we come to christ with that morning face just all messed up and our images is, is distorted and because of what sin has done in our life because of what sin because of what uh, uh, the choices we made, may have made, made bad choices in our life maybe is uh, because of the things we have went through as a child and, and we have a distorted face and a distorted image because of sin in this world maybe your mama did something maybe your daddy left you maybe something has happened where it has distorted your image where it has distorted your faith where it has distorted you as As you walk in life and now you come to Jesus Christ and he's saying, I'm looking at you as in the mirror. And as you look at me, I will transform you. I will change your face into a face of brightness. Into a new image where you don't have that morning ugly face anymore. Amen. But now you done brushed your teeth and you done washed your face and got the crust out of your eyes. Now you're moving from glory to glory. He's transforming your image. Our lives were ugly. But as we learn from Christ, the Bible says the truth shall make us free. As we understand the truth and know our truth, we will experience the beauty inside. And once it's inside, it will surface on the outside. But we got to get it in. Get it inside of our life. Sunday is not enough. Sunday is not enough to get it in into the word of God, you have to continually, daily seek his face, get into the word, understand, amen? How many, how many, how many people researched the Dead Sea Scrolls? I took the time and looked over it. You did, sis? You did? Amen. I, I know my brother, my brother texted me something. I want to send you all a website. My daughter, we went over it as a family. Sis, can you tell me one fact that you learned from it, that you saw from the Dead Sea Scrolls? they had the, the the Isaiah what you were talking about and they they were saying how all these things were kept right. and how that it is transforming to what we're doing right now praise God amen amen so the dead sea scrolls were 2000 they were over over years and years sister what did, what did you did you learn a different fact something different give you the mic Uh. it was just different it was interesting how the bible the way it is now is the way it was then it was just then it was in fragments where the people actually found the fragments in some in some cases they actually found a whole like book in some cases where it just it was just fragments but it was like the main parts of it main parts and so and so those dead sea scrolls was the evidence and proof that the bible that we have today is the truth because it was over 2,000, 3,000 years ago, it's the same writing, the same things that were in those scrolls, it's in our Bible. So when people come up to you and say, oh, your Bible is old, many people went through it, and they done changed it up, and many people has written all through it, and done changed some views. It's a lie now, because the Dead Sea Scrolls are the proof that it has not changed. And so you need, we need to understand and know our truth, Amen. You must grow in truth by applying truth. If you don't apply the truth that is being taught means you are holding on to your disability. If you don't apply the truth that's being taught to you, if you're hearing this word over and over and over again and you're not applying to it, that means there must be some kind of disability. There are many saints and many Christians walking around disabled with a disability. Because they have not put things aside and are ready to receive what God has. They're not ready to lay down and forgive. They're not ready to lay down and say I'm sorry. They're not ready to lay down and make things work with their family. They're not willing to lay down and say I don't want to hate no more. I don't want to have depression no more. I don't want to worry no more. I don't want to be stuck in this lifestyle no more. You haven't been putting those things down and you accept Christ but you're still walking around disabled. With a disability. And you can't truly be used the way God wants to use you. Let's go to the next slide disability. Disability is saying a physical or mental condition that limits a person's movements, senses, or activities. As a disabled saint, you are physically immobile. You can't do what God has called you to do. You can't even hear God because He knows you can't move because He knows you're disabled. And you can't hear, God and so. And so now you can't move like you're supposed to. You're crippled. Your senses are numb, you're blind and you can't hear correctly, and you can't speak right because you're disabled. Your activities are not normal, your activities are, are not what are, 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 are under what Christ has called you to be. Your activities are wrong, and it's causing you to be disabled because you're doing activities. That are not of God. And it's limiting you. There is so much more. That God wants to do in your life. There is so much more. Uh, Sabrina and I and and Sherelle. We use this. This preacher said this. And we just use this thing. We use it so much. See the thing is. God. We're right here. And God wants to bless us. But this is our fire as our obedience go. God wants to take us here. But our obedience keeps us here. We're disabled. And we can't get here because we won't stay obedient. We won't stay seeking his face. We won't stay understanding him. And it's causing us not to be used like Christ wants to use us. We must come to a place where we let go what is hindering us to do what we are called to do. Jesus can heal our disability, saints. We're holding on to things and things are hurting us and things um, we hold on to our past. But guess what? Jesus can heal you from that. Jesus can heal your disability. When a man was crippled and Jesus came by, he didn't say, uh, um, he didn't say, man, get up and walk. He said, your sins have been forgiven. And they got mad about that. When he said, your sins have been forgiven, the man got up and walked. Because Jesus was showing is that the crippleness and the disability is not only on the outside, but the disability is causing them in the inside. So he said, I got to forgive the sin that's causing them being disabled in the inside so it can show up. The healing can show on the outside. Let's go to the next scripture. Now, we're going to talk about Martha a little bit because it's just a disability that's causing her. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. She's like, oh, my goodness, Jesus is coming. You know, hey, you know, no don't, no, joke. No joke. You know when somebody's about to come to your house, boy, that'd be the best house cleaning you ever do. You know it. You know it. You know, it. You, know it. you know when guests are coming or somebody coming, Boy, man, you throwing stuff under the bed. You cleaning stuff. You, man, you was cleaning, mopping, shining stuff up, making stuff look pretty. So she knew Martha, uh, Jesus was coming and she was getting, she was busy, man. She was getting stuff together. She was so busy just getting things together. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. She was listening to truth. But Martha was distracted with so much with much serving and she approached him and said Lord do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone therefore tell her to help me sometimes saints, we can get so bogged down with serving and so get bogged down with distractions and get bogged down with this and get bogged down with that and we're not even serving God out of our heart anymore we're serving God and we're doing it because we still want people to pat us on the back and we're not doing it correctly. And we're not doing it out of the love of our heart. And when you don't do it out of the love of your heart, you're gonna hate doing it. And then you're gonna hate, then you're gonna start looking at so and so. They should have helped me. Da, 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 da. You're not doing it out of love at your heart no more. So if you're not gonna do it out of love of your heart, don't do it. Because it's gonna be a hindrance. It's gonna cause hell to come around your atmosphere. Because you're not doing it out of love. You are a disciple. Do it because you love doing it. Now she's all upset at Mary. And Jesus said, and Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, 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 Martha. Can I say it? I, I added those. See, I added those extra two Marthas. Martha, 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 Martha. <laughs> you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. What Jesus is saying is that she sat down and began to focus On the word of God, the truth of God, the good thing, the good part that's going to follow her daily after day after day after day. That's going to lift her up. That's going to boost her up. That's going to give her encouragement. That's going to be with her wherever she go. She finally sat down. She wasn't worried about serving all the time. But sometimes you got to sit down before you get into a ministry, before you serve and say, God, let me get in my word. Let me prepare my mind. Let me prepare my heart so I can do this thing out of love. And so when God poured into her and began to teach her and begin to show her, now she was able to see, now she was able to become what Christ is calling her to do and out, able to do it out of the love of her heart. Once we start letting go of those burdens and those disabilities, see Martha's disability was serving too much, running around and not doing it out of love of her heart. She was getting upset about it. What is your disability? What is our disability? Something is keeping us from truly serving God. Something is truly keeping us from really digging in and being used by the Lord. It's time for us to sit under Jesus. Sit under Jesus and say, "God, what do I need to do? Sit under Jesus, spending time researching to understand the Word, asking questions, praying for more of Him. It activities the holy it activates the Holy Spirit to be spiritually sensitive. To what's around you. See she was going to start. Now Mary was going to be now sensitive. To be spiritually ready. To know what's going on around her. Now her eyes were opened up. She was going to be revealed. But those disability saints. Will keep us held back. They will keep us held back. In Matthew let's go to the next slide. In Matthew 9 and 36 and 38, it said, But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep, having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is truly is plenty. The harvest truly is plenty. The harvest truly is plenty. But the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers. And to his harvest, saints, you are the laborers. Do you see the destruction around you? Do you see people are hurting and dying? That compassion comes from when you sit under Jesus. When you sit under Jesus, then you can find the compassion. Then you can see the weary. Then you can see the sheep. But if you have a disability, you can't see that stuff because you're worried about your disability. Because you're worried about running around doing this, doing that. But you need some time to sit under Jesus so you can find the compassion for those that are dying. The harvest is truly plenty. People are hungry. People need more. People need to know who Jesus is. But it's those disabilities. People were trying to kill Jesus. But he saw compassion still. He didn't know where he was going to sleep sometimes. But he still had compassion. No money in his pocket. But he still had compassion. He didn't care who was trying to kill him. He didn't care who was against him. He didn't care about the trials and tribulation he was going through. He was just going to keep going, knowing who his father is, putting his faith and his trust in his father. No matter what was going on in his life, yet and still he had compassion. It's those disabilities that keep us, saints. When we had no money in our pocket, man, it's sure hard to disciple, ain't it? You worrying about that in pocket. Don't know where you're going to sleep, where you're going to lay your head. It's going to be hard. It's, man, that's a, That's going to that's gonna be hard to disciple. People are trying to hurt you, talked about you. That's going, oh, it's hard to disciple now, Lord. I don't know if I can do it. I can't tell them. I'm going a, I'm to a go back. I'm Jerry about to come out. Amen. People start using their name. They don't want so-and-so. Amen. They don't want me to come out of my... Amen. They lost their compassion. Why? Because these disabilities, the enemy has, has enticed you and has caused things around you to happen to where it caused you to be disabled to truly see compassion and see the hurt in the individual. You can't see that hurt and that pain anymore. Why? Because you're too worried about and you're too frustrated because all of this stuff has come around you and it's been attacking you. But yet it's still through all what Jesus went through. He's still that compassion. We must sit under this man, Jesus, so we can still have compassion while we're going through. Because it's through our compassion while we're going through can become our testimony to help somebody else to get through. We must have compassion. Jesus is calling us to have compassion. And once you get to that place of authority, once you get to that place to where you care and have compassion, when you sit under Jesus, that no matter what I'm going through, God, I'm going to be your disciple. No matter what I'm facing, God, I'm going to be your disciple. I'm with you to the end. And once you get under that place, that authority and power, you're going to start experiencing that authority and that power over your life. The Holy Spirit will begin to move in you. The Holy Spirit will begin to talk to you. Why? Because now you're sensitive. Now you have compassion. You're not worried about what's going on around you. You just focus on Jesus and he knows that he's going to teach you and show you. How to get through your situation, how to get through your trials, how to get through your troubles. Now you're sitting under Jesus because you know through the Word of God, He will show you. He will show you through the hurt, through your pain. So while you're around people, you will see that they need Jesus and they need hope. In order to make disciples, you should be able to explain this truth. And so when you begin to have compassion, and you begin to see, let me tell a quick testimony. There's some testimonies that the Lord says, I can't tell. And there's some testimony he tell me, I can't tell. I want you to understand that because you can't tell everything because some things you want your roots to grow deep. You want your roots to grow deep with Jesus. Don't tell everything that you do for the Lord or that has been done or what you've done or what you're given. There's some things that need to be told so you can help somebody else in that testimony. But there's some things you need to let God just work and grow, let the roots grow deep. Amen. This happened at work. I'm talking about compassion while you're going through. I was at work and, and I, was, I was doing my job and I saw, I saw um, a guy, I, his name is Jose. And I talked to him. I, I, I barely, I don't even talk to him. I, I say hi to him. We say hi every day. And those shirts that I wear, sometimes I, I have wake up, serve, repeat. Sometimes I have different messages on my shirt from the Lord. And one day he said, man, I read everything. On your shirt every time you walk past, I said, Man, that's a blessing. And so, two days later, um, I was sitting there and I just was praying. When I'm sitting at work, man, I'll be singing, I'll be doing all kinds of stuff, be singing, singing praises to God while I'm working because I got my own little area. Sometimes other people can hear me, but <laughs> but man, they be playing, they rock and roll and stuff, man. I'm like, Look, look, I got a song in my heart, amen, and I gotta get it out, amen. And so, um, so I'm at work, and then all of a sudden, his name just popped up in my spirit. I said, man, what is this? His name just popped up. Jose. He said, go tell Jose. And he, the Lord, when the Lord tells you it's specific, he says, tell him that the Holy, that, that through the Holy Spirit is telling him that I'm praying for you. Tell him that you're praying for him and the Holy Spirit told you. He said, specifically tell him, tell him that the Holy Spirit told you. I said, man, God, don't, he said, go now. And so I walked over by him, I said, Jose, I said, the Holy Spirit, I was sitting over there and your name popped up in my heart and the Holy Spirit told me to let you know that I'm praying for you, man. And he said, man, he said, I I needed that. I really appreciate it. But saints, that wasn't all. After work, he came to me, he said, you know what, now that I think about it, I was at a point in my life where... He said, yesterday I was, I was saying to myself, I'm done. I'm through. It's over for me. And he said, I was praying to God for a sign to show me that you're still real. He said, you just restored my faith. He said, He said, you were the sign that I was looking for. Knowing that Jesus, because he said, I didn't tell you nothing. How did you know I was going through? How did you know? I said, it was the Holy Spirit. He said, I said, it was the Holy Spirit. I said, man, give me your number, man. I'm going to text you. I didn't, see, I didn't stop there. See, when, you, when, you, when, when God connects you, you got to make the disciple. And then you got to feed them scriptures. And you got to build them up. And you got to encourage them. You can't just leave them with that. You got to keep on them. And allow the Holy Spirit to work in their life and make disciples. And so, and so his number, but that's not all saints. Once I gave him the number and everything, the next day, somebody else came up to me. Come on, yeah. And I was at my desk, and he came, and he kind of leaned over. He said, Jose told me what happened. He said, how did you know? I said, man, it was the Holy Spirit. He said, man, that's amazing he said i want to know more he said he said can i have your number he said can you can you get my number and when you text jose scriptures in the morning can you text me too i said yeah oh, wow. most definitely so when you allow the Holy Spirit to work when you start having compassion and stop worrying about what you're going through and all this stuff in your head you need to block that stuff out and say God give me the opportunity to help somebody because now that since my heart was open since the Holy Spirit was able to speak to me and use me now Jose has a renewed faith and now Jose told somebody else and now he might tell somebody else and now this story might go all around the planet and people are going to want to know, how did you know? And it's going to be through Jesus Christ. The power of the Holy Spirit told me so. People need to know Jesus. And people are going to ask you, how did you know? So many strangers have walked past the saints. So many people have walked past us blindly. And we have not heard God to speak. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to stop by every stranger. you got to be conscious to the Holy Spirit. Don't do this thing just because because you heard my testimony and you're like, ah, no. Be conscious to the Holy Spirit. Say, God, I need you to truly tell me where to go. Truly tell me what you need me to do. Sit under Jesus and you will find that compassion and the Holy Spirit will be activated to move in your life. In order to make disciples, you should be able to explain the truth. The truth is making you free to be the best to your ability through experience, knowing facts about why Jesus and your relationship with Christ facts to say why Jesus above all other religions. Can I say that again? Why Jesus above all other religions? Why is Jesus the only true religion? If you're going to be a disciple, you need to know why it's just Jesus and nothing else. You need to know why it's just Jesus. And he's the only way, the true way. You need to be bold with that When, you, when you, ex, you need to know that it's Jesus and nothing else Because people are going to try to mix you up And mix you with this truth And mix you with that truth You got to say no it's Jesus But you got to know you got to be able to explain it You can't just be like well I spoke in tongues And I jumped and I shouted and I kicked And my shoes went flying in the air That's not explaining it That's not explaining it You need to know your word. That's why I'm talking about the Dead Sea Scrolls. That's why I want you to study these things. That's why I want you to study pharmakia and what this stuff means. Because when you explain the word of God, when you begin to know that it's the true thing and nothing else through facts and through the Holy Spirit, people will begin to understand and it will begin to change and transform. That this is just not just running around and jumping and shouting. It's more to it than that. It's more. This like talk like this one day with this talk, like we're talking like now, is going to cause us to suffer. Saying Jesus is the only way, the only true way, the only God, that Jesus is God, that talk going to cause us some havoc. That talk is going to cause us some trouble. You might lose your job in the future with that talk. Yeah. One day people going to see on your, they check your Facebook. Yeah. Your job, people, your boss start checking your Facebook and say, you know what? There's some things on your Facebook that you're talking about Jesus and that Jesus is God. And, you know, we we serve all gods here, you know. So you're going to have to take that down that Jesus is the only way, only true way. You want to ask yourself, are you ready to stand for that? Are you ready to trust God? Are you ready to walk off? You got to ask yourself these questions because this time it's coming. It's coming. In John 10 and 30, Jesus answered them. Now, Jesus is God. In John 10, chapter 30, I'm almost through. John 10, chapter 10, verse 30 through 33. Uh, Let's go to the next scripture. I think it's up there. Yeah. Jesus answered them, I am my father, are one. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, many good works I have shown you from my father. For which of those good works do you stone me? Look, I'm doing good. Why are you stoning? See, people are not going to stone you for doing good. People can do good all over the world. A homosexual can do good. A guy in Islam uh, worshiping another God can do good. But that's not the reason you're going to get stoned. The reason you're going to get stoned is because of this. The Jews answered him saying, for a good work we do not stone you for, but for blasphemy and because being a man make yourself God. Because Jesus, you're saying you're God. And we can't have that. Jesus says, I'm, I am the way. I am the truth. They will kill you for that. But Jesus is God. As a disciple, we need to build our faith. Why Jesus and nothing else? Well, I'll let you, I'm just going to let my light shine. That's good. Let your light shine. But after you do that, you must have a defense of why Jesus Because you can let your light shine all day and draw people in by letting your light shine. That's good. But then you're going to have to explain why Jesus. Because all these other religions, they can do good too. And they can call them this way and call it. But you have to explain why Jesus and nothing else. Go to the next scripture. First Peter 3 and 15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. I'm not telling you to argue the word. I'm not telling you to go in a fist match and fight. No, you, you explain the word of God with love and compassion. Oh, why Jesus. But the Bible is telling us you better have a defense. A why the hope that you have in your life people see your life and it's good and, and man they see your life and they see you still happy through the midst of your storms in the midst of your trials in the midst of your tribulation so they come to you and say man what's going on with you what's different about you man it's Jesus now you gotta have a defense to say the reason why for your hope that is in you you need to know the truth you need to know your bible you gotta can explain their words so tough and so tight they can explain they stuff man they can explain it they will break it down step by step if you can't explain your word or why Jesus and nothing else that's why you need to get in your word every day that's why you need to research every day I'm gonna leave you with this go to the next slide last words of today has anybody ever heard of this a Christian response to a common word between us and you anybody heard of that before Have anybody heard of this this document? No. Nobody's heard of that document. A Christian Christian response to a common... Write that down if you can write it down. If you can remember it, remember it. I want you to research that. A common word between us and you. It was a document signed in 2007. All right? It was a document signed in 2007. That document says Christians and Muslims believe and serve and love the same God. What it's saying is that Jesus is not a factor anymore. That the same God Islam serve, we serve. So that factor takes Jesus out of the equation. Because if Jesus is God, Islam don't believe that. Islam does not believe that Jesus is God. Islam does not believe that they believe he was a good prophet. And they will say, oh man, he said some good things. He said this and he said that. Oh, he said he's a great prophet. But as soon as you say that Jesus said he was God... They'll say, no, he didn't say that. Y'all wrote that in later on. That's why it goes back to the Dead Sea Scrolls. We didn't write that in. That That stuff was written way before, 500 years before Jesus came. That he is God. It's only by Jesus' true change, deliverance, and everlasting life that we will see change. Saints, you must know your word. That document has been signed. That document has been signed by over 300 of your top, top pastors in America. It was signed to say Muslims and Islam is serving the same God. Do you know what that's doing? That's why Islam is the fastest growing religion ever. Why? Because Christianity is not standing and saying, no, Jesus is the only way. And because if Jesus is not the only way, the Islam can come right in and tell one of your your teenagers and tell one of your young people when they go off to college, hey man, Islam we serve the same God. So you can just follow me, man. We can worship together. We can, we, can, we can serve the same God. And so then they show them the Quran and they begin to teach them the Quran. Hey, it's the same God, man. If they don't know by scripture and know the truth, they can be deceived. That's why Islam is the fastest growing because Christians are signing the document saying, yeah, it's the same God. I'm done. I'm finished. We got to know, saints. Listen. If you have a um, podcast, I want you to write this down. Uncovering religion. Uncovering religions. Uncovering religions. Download that podcast. You need to learn and understand and just get a synopsis of each religion that's out there in this world today. So you can build your truth and build your, build your understanding of who Jesus is. Amen? Amen? Not to argue the word. But last 1 Peter 3 and 15 tells us, to have a defense. To explain it. Let us stand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.